0: Section 7 of Aspects of Love, an Anthology This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Recording by Tony Addison The Sonnets by William Shakespeare 21 So is it not with me, as with that muse, Stirred by a painted beauty to his verse, Who heaven itself for ornament doth use, And every fair with his fair doth rehearse, Making a compliment of proud compare With sun and moon, with earth, And sea's rich gems, With April's first-born flowers, And all things rare, That heaven's air, In this huge rondure hems. Oh, let me, true in love, but truly right, And then, believe me, my love is as fair As any mother's child, though not so bright As those gold candles fixed in heaven's air. Let them say more that like of hearsay well. I will not praise, that purpose not to sell. 22. My glass shall not persuade me I am old, so long as youth and thou are of one date. But when in thee time's furrows I behold, then look I death my days should expiate. For all that beauty that doth cover thee is but the seemly raiment of my heart, which in thy breast doth live as thine in me. How can I then be elder than thou art? O therefore, love, be of thyself so wary as I, not for myself, but for thee will, bearing thy heart, which I will keep so chary as tender nurse her babe from faring ill. Presume not on thy heart when mine is slain. Thou gavest me thine not to give back again. 23. As an unperfect actor on the stage, who with his fear is put beside his part, or some fierce thing replete with too much rage, whose strength's abundance weakens his own heart, so I, for fear of trust, forget to save the perfect ceremony of love's rite, and in mine own love's strength seem to decay, or charged with burthen of mine own love's might. Oh, let my looks be then the eloquence and dumb presages of my speaking breast, who plead for love and look for recompense more than that tongue that more hath more expressed o learn to read what silent love hath writ to hear with eyes belongs to love's fine wit twenty four mine eye hath played the painter and hath stelled thy beauty's form in table of my heart my body is the frame wherein tis held and perspective It is best painter's art, For through the painter Must you see his skill To find where your true image Pictured lies, Which in my bosom's shop Is hanging still, That hath his windows Glazed with thine eyes. Now see what good Turns eyes for eyes have done, Mine eyes have drawn thy shape, And thine for me Are windows to my breast, Where through the sun Delights to peep, To gaze therein on thee. Yet eyes this cunning want To grace their art. They draw but what they see, Know not the heart. 25. Let those who are in favour With their stars Of public honour and proud titles boast, whilst I, whom fortune of such triumph bars, unlooked for joy in that I honour most, great princes' favourites their fair leaves spread, but as the marigold at the sun's eye, and in themselves their pride lies buried, for at a frown they in their glory die. The painful warrior Famous said for fight, after a thousand victories once foiled, Is from the book of honour raised quite, And all the rest forgot for which he toiled. Then happy I, that love and am beloved, Where I may not remove, nor be removed. 26. Lord of my love, To whom, in vassalage, thy merit hath my duty strongly knit, To thee I send this written embassage, To witness duty, not to show my wit. Duty so great, which wit so poor as mine, May make seem bare in wanting words to show it, But that I hope some good conceit of thine, In thy soul's thought, all naked, will bestow it till whatsoever star that guides my moving points on me graciously with fair aspect, and puts apparel on my tattered loving, to show me worthy of thy sweet respect, then may I dare to boast how I do love thee, till then not show my head where thou mayst prove me. 27. Weary with toil, I haste me to my bed, The dear repose for limbs with travel tired, But then begins a journey in my head, To work my mind when body's works expired, For then my thoughts, from far where I abide, Intend a zealous pilgrimage to thee, And keep my drooping eyelids open wide, looking on darkness which the blind do see, save that my soul's imaginary sight presents thy shadow to my sightless view, which, like a jewel hung in ghastly night, makes black night beauteous and her old face new. Lo, thus by day my limbs, by night my mind, for thee and for myself no quiet find. 28. How can I then return in happy plight, that am debarred the benefit of rest, when day's oppression is not eased by night, but day by night and night by day oppressed, and each, though enemies to either's reign, do in consent shake hands to torture me, the one by toil, the other to complain how far I toil. Still farther off from thee, I tell the day To please him thou art bright, And dost him grace When clouds do blot the heaven. So flatter I the swart-complexioned night, When sparkling stars twire, Not thou guilt thee even. But day doth daily draw my sorrows longer, And night doth nightly make grief's length seem stronger. 29. When, in disgrace with fortune and men's eyes, I all alone beweep my outcast state, and trouble deaf heaven with my bootless cries, and look upon myself and curse my fate, wishing me like to one more rich in hope, featured like him, like him with friends possessed, desiring this man's art and that man's scope, with what I most enjoy contented least. Yet in these thoughts, myself almost despising, haply I think on thee, and then my state, like to the lark at break of day arising, from sullen earth sings hymns at heaven's gate. For thy sweet love remembered, such wealth brings, that then I scorn to change my state with kings. 30. When, to the sessions of sweet silent thought, I summon up remembrance of things past, I sigh the lack of many a thing I sought, And with old woes new wail my dear time's waste, Then can I drown an eye unused to flow, For precious friends hid in death's dateless night, And weep afresh love's long-since-cancelled woe, and moan the expense of many a vanished sight. Then can I grieve at grievances foregone, and heavily from woe to woe tell o'er the sad account of four bemoaned moan, which I knew pay as if not paid before. But if the while I think on thee, dear friend, all losses are restored, and sorrows end, 31. Thy bosom is endeared with all hearts, which I by lacking have supposed dead, and there reigns love, and all love's loving parts, and all those friends which I thought buried. How many a holy and obsequious tear hath dear religious love stolen from mine eye, as interest of the dead! which now appear but things removed, that hidden in thee lie. Thou art the grave where buried love doth live, hung with the trophies of my lovers gone, who all their parts of me to thee did give, that due of many now is thine alone. Their images I loved, I view in thee, and thou, all they, Hast all the all of me thirty two. If thou survive my well contented day, when that chill death my bones with dust shall cover, and shalt by fortune once more resurvey these poor rude lines of thy deceased lover, compare them with the bettering of the time and though they be outstripped by every pen, reserved them for my love, not for their rhyme, exceeded by the height of happier men. Oh, then vouchsafe me but this loving thought, had my friend's muse grown with this growing age, a dearer birth than this his love had brought, to march in ranks of better equipage. But since he died, and poets better proved, Theirs for their style I'll read, his for his love. Thirty three. Full many a glorious morning have I seen flatter the mountain tops with sovereign eye, kissing with golden face the meadows green, gilding pale streams with heavenly alchemy, anon permit the basest clouds to ride with ugly rack on his celestial face, and from the forlorn world his visage hide, stealing unseen to west with this disgrace. Even so, my son, one early morn did shine, with all triumphant splendour on my brow. But out, alack, he was but one hour mine, the region cloud hath masked him from me now. Yet him for this, my love no whit disdaineth. Sons of the world may stain When heaven's sun staineth. 34. Why didst thou promise such a beauteous day, And make me travel forth without my cloak, To let base clouds or take me in my way, Hiding thy bravery in their rotten smoke? Tis not enough that through the cloud thou break, To dry the rain on my storm-beaten face, For no man well of such a salve can speak That heals the wound and cures not the disgrace. Nor can thy shame give physic to my grief, Though thou repent, yet I have still the loss, The offender's sorrow lends but weak relief To him that bears the strong offence's cross. Ah, but those tears are pearl, which thy love shed, And they are rich, and ransom all ill-deeds. 35. No more be grieved at that which thou hast done. Roses have thorns, and silver fountains mud. Clouds and eclipses stain both moon and sun, And loathsome canker lives in sweetest bud. All men make faults, and even I in this authorizing thy trespass with compare, myself corrupting, salving thy amiss, excusing thy sins more than thy sins are, for to thy sensual fault I bring in sense, thy adverse party is thy advocate, and gainst myself a lawful plea commence. Such civil war is in my love and hate, that I an accessory needs must be, to that sweet thief which sourly rubs from me. 36. Let me confess that we two must be twain, although our undivided loves are one. So shall those blots that do with me remain, without thy help by me be born alone. In our two loves there is but one respect, though in our lives a separable spite, which though it alter not love's sole effect, yet doth it steal sweet hours from love's delight. I may not evermore acknowledge thee, lest my bewailed guilt should do thee shame, nor thou with public kindness honour me, unless thou take that honour from thy name. But do not so, I love thee in such sort, as thou being mine, mine is thy good report. 37 as a decrepit father takes delight to see his active child do deeds of youth, so I, made lame by fortune's dearest spite, take all my comfort of thy worth and truth, for whether beauty, birth, or wealth, or wit, or any of these all, or all, or more, entitled in thy parts to crown it set, I make my love engrafted to this store. So then I am not lame, poor, nor despised, whilst that this shadow doth such substance give, that I in thy abundance am sufficed, and by a part of all thy glory live. Look what is best, that best I wish in thee, this wish I have, then ten times happy me. 38. How can my muse, once subject to invent, whilst thou dost breathe, that pour'st into my verse thine own sweet argument too excellent for every vulgar paper to rehearse. O give thyself the thanks if aught in me worthy perusal stand against thy sight, for who so dumb that cannot write to thee when thou thyself dost give invention light? Be thou the tenth muse ten times more in worth than those old nine which rhymers invocate, and he that calls on thee let him bring forth eternal numbers to outlive long date. If my slight muse do please these curious days, The pain be mine, but thine shall be the praise. 39. O oh, how thy worth with manners may I sing, When thou art all the better part of me! What can mine own praise to mine own self bring? And what is but mine own When I praise thee? Even for this let us divided live, And our dear love Lose name of single one, That by this separation I may give, That due to thee Which thou deserv'st alone. O absence, what a torment Wouldst thou prove, Were it not thy sour leisure Gave sweet leave To entertain the time With thoughts of love, Which time and thoughts so sweetly doth deceive, and that thou teachest how to make one twain by praising him here who doth hence remain forty take all my loves, my love, yea, take them all, what hast thou then more than thou hadst before? No love, my love, that thou mayst true love call, or mine was thine before thou hadst this more than if for my love thou my love receivest, I cannot blame thee for my love thou usest, but yet be blamed if thou thyself deceivest by wilful taste of what thyself refusest. I do forgive thy robbery, gentle thief, although thou steal thee all my poverty, and yet love knows it is a greater grief to bear love's wrong than hate's known injury. Lascivious grace, in whom all ill well shows, kill me with spite, Yet we must not be foes. End of Section 7